Welcome to Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions with hosts Shannon Reynolds of Visionary Creative Concepts and Branding and Jared L. White, the man behind the creative brand Tim K. Unlimited. Together, they are the co-creators of the Not Your Enemy Collections. The Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions are a forum to continue conversations amongst Black artists, creatives, and cultivators. We are excited for you to join our conversation. This is Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. It's your girl, Shannon. I'm here with the one and only Mr. Jared L. White. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Ready for another episode. Can't wait to do this with you, Shannon. Yay. I am so excited for today because we have such a special guest. She's one of my best friends. She is a writer, a wife, a development producer, co-host of Hope Today of Cornerstone Television Network, the one and only uh, Sydney Goldman. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to be with you both. This is like a big reunion. Okay? I know. I feel like <laughs> like oh yeah so I, sh- I forgot to add she is a temple alum we all went to school together um then he was my, my neighbor across the street <laughs> yes yes oh I miss temple days um so you know I so before we start really getting into the um actual interview I want to give you your flowers because because I said we went to temple together you are one of my best friends and just seeing how you've grown and evolved over the years and like honestly this is a long time coming um we are going to talk about your book that's coming out which literally has been like brewing since college like I literally remember having conversations about you writing a book in college and for it to come out now um I think that it's the timing is right and you're married ah I Shout out to Jake. <laughs> so, yes, I love and adore my best friend. This is going to be a really selfish episode of all the love for Sydney. But, um, you know, thank you for coming today. Well, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I just appreciate you, Shannon, and you, Jared, just giving me the opportunity to be on here, to share my heart, to share a little bit of my story. And honestly, you two are phenomenal. I mean, I know you like you have your viewers out there, but you two are seriously, I would say like a power couple, but not like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> truly, <laughs> we are. <laughs> seriously, like, so it's just great to see like you both, like just, you know, on your, you know, your journeys and just how you've evolved and you've grown. Like I'm just from, you know, I know Jared, it's been years since we've like connected and talked, but I just want to say, I'm so proud of you. And just to see the wonderful man that you are and just, yeah, Shannon, I love you with all my heart. So I'm just I'm like, my, my spirit is beating and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sydney. I appreciate that. We appreciate yeah. you. So the first question that we ask anybody that comes on here is basically, how has the current social climate impacted you? Cool. So I know there's like so many different climates. It feels like all at once, right? We have the pandemic that's going on that we're still in. (laughs) Hello, COVID-19. It's like 2021. Um, And also all of the unrest that's been happening in the nation. So I guess I might get an interesting um, situation just by the nature of the work that I do. So um, where I work at Cornerstone Television Network, it's a Christian TV station that's based in Pittsburgh. And so even during the pandemic of, you know, when everybody was just trying to figure out like who's essential, who's not like we were deemed like an essential workers because in the media. So I've just been in a <laughs> interesting place of, you know, the past, I guess it's been a year, my goodness, like March marks, it's been a year. 
that I've had to sort of, how do I say this, like rise above myself <laughs> because what I do at Cornerstone and Hope Today is really what the show is called is bringing hope to people that are, you know, dealing with fear, dealing with anxiety, dealing with all these issues. So a lot of times it's like, I really have to just build my spirit up to just really encourage other people. Um, but I think even working, I think in a Christian environment, I work in ministry, which is a very different world. <laughs> Um, and just having to deal with some of those things head on, even with the election, all these different things and being a woman of color and having, there's been a lot of times where I've had to speak up and share my mind and not be ashamed to say what I have to say. And it might piss some people off, but just being really real and authentic about my faith and like who I am. So it has been an interesting time. It's been a great time. I feel like just like you guys, like, you know, things have been birthed out of the pandemic. Sorry if you hear my cat <laughs> right now, but um, it's just been a Thank you, Cooper. He, I don't know if you heard him. He's meowing. A part of the <laughs> But it's all good. But I just think, you know, during this season and time, it's just we've all had a lot of time to self-reflect and self-think about what is our purpose? Why are we here? What are we doing? Um, and I think if we didn't have the pandemic, I just don't know where I, I'm just saying, like, where I'd be as a person just as myself. So yeah, I've had, I hope I've like, I answered the question, but I've just had a lot of time to just like sit, think, and just figure out how can I be a better human? How can I be a better person, you know, and not be so selfish or to do things to empower and inspire others with love. Sydney, I must say, I miss this energy. Like I, this is, <laughs> I remember this energy and it's like, you have not changed one bit. And oh, I'm so thankful that you have it because I remember this energy that you are giving off and I'm like oh, this this reminds me of temple this reminds me of college this reminds me of with so just thank you for blessing our Mondays today oh we were always drunk we were always drunk <laughs> rising above yourself and I think that's something that's really pivotal something that we all had to do something that me and Shannon had to do but something that you've done recently with your book and I would love to hear more about um Ishmael before Isaac like please tell us more about that because you really rose above yourself to put that story out there and I think it's such a bold and impactful story so please tell us more well, thank you. Yeah. So um, like she had mentioned before, so this is something I have been talking about. What has it been like 10 years since we graduated from college? My goodness. So yeah. even before that, yeah. So I just, I've always wanted to share my story, um, always wanted to write, always had a passion for writing. And I want to give a quick shout out, honestly, to Temple University. Solomon Jones, his, his creative writing class was the first time that I remember for assignments, I'd be writing and I just, I just got lost in it. You know, have you ever done anything where you're like, I could do this for hours and not make a dime and I'm mm -hmm. so happy. And that's what writing did for me. And I remember kind of pushing that moment to the side in college and putting in the back pocket, like, no, I need to make money. I want to be a journalist. <laughs> um, and so it really was, um, where do I even start with this journey? So I guess I will say, I will say, I will say this, Shannon, I remember we were having a phone conversation and I had been talking about talking about, and she literally lit the fire underneath my butt and like spoke like the voice. God, she's like, you need to write the book now. 
Um, and so I literally, you know, have my planner. So that's like one of my things, like this year I was like, I'm going to have my planner, plan up my life because 2020, my planner, I mean, all of our plans were like a wash, but I was really diligent. I said, I'm going to make time. I'm going to carve out time for myself to do this because I didn't want to waste another year. I'm turning 33 next month. And I'm like, I don't want to waste another year talking about writing a book. And it's like not done. I said, now it's time to publish the book. Now it's actually time to do it. So I really just, um, I have been writing about it for like years, like collecting stories and different things that happened in college, happened when I was younger. And honestly, it's funny because like with Ishmael before Isaac, I was really about to really, I thought I was going to release the book when I was in a relationship with a guy. I thought I was going to marry. I thought this was it. I was going to move down to Dallas, Texas. I thought Mm -hmm. this is it. I'm going to change my whole life. And it did not happen. Mm -hmm. And so that arrives me to how the whole book title Ishmael before Isaac, if you're listening, probably like, what, what is she talking? talking about. So I'll take you to this story that happened back in 2014. And I was at this like church service, this like healing meeting where people, you know, see miracles take place. I was with my really good friend. Her name is Rebecca. And we met these older women um, after this event. And I, we started talking to them, having conversation. And I opened up about this relationship because with this guy, I, you know, we did premarital counseling, like for real, I thought I was going to marry this guy. I thought I was going to be Mrs. You know, his last name, I'm not going to say it. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, what was so interesting is like, I'm telling these women about, he's this, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian, like he's this godly man and blah, blah, blah. I'm going on and on and on. And one of the women turned to me, she said, Ishmael comes before Isaac. And I'm like, what? Like, it was something that struck my heart and it just never left me. And so as, um, I just, that relationship came to an end. Thank God. Um, God just really put on my heart to just write about this story about the Ishmael's in my life. So a quick background in the, I have to give this background because it's out of, based out of the Bible. So um, it's all based on a promise. So God gave me a promise about having a husband. Um, I held on to that. A little known fact about me that I like, you know, made a vow of purity to wait and save myself for sex until I was married. That did come to pass with my (laughs) my husband. Um, And what God was just like, he always put this promise inside of me that I just really believed I'm just going to meet the man that God has for me. And, you know, along the way, I met a lot of duds. You guys know, you saw my dating escapades yeah. in college, but <laughs> but what it really is based out of, so I'll give the, the quick story. So in the Bible, there's a man called Abraham, he had a wife named Sarah, and God gave him a promise of um, they were going to have a son named Isaac, uh, but they grew impatient. They were old, like very old, like way past childbearing age. And they decided, um, Sarah decided, you know what? I can't wait any longer. So they had a servant or slave and her name was Hagar. And she said, you know what, Abraham, I want you to sleep with Hagar. So you have a baby. So you can have, this is like kind of our fulfillment of the promise. His name was Ishmael. So this whole idea of Isaac, I mean, Ishmael before Isaac is that Ishmael came before the promise. Mm-hmm. And so it's another name. Ishmael is another name for counterfeit. So I think a lot of us, you know, through our dating, through our situation, we've encountered a lot of counterfeits. You know, I don't think there's a lot of people that when they're dating, you know, you're like, oh, this person's the one. And then it goes and it turns out to be this great happy ending. That's just not the case for a lot of us. And so that's what I just wrote about. And just to really encourage women, especially just to know the red flags and certain things to warn them about um, when you're dating a man. Because I think a lot of times as women, you know, our heart is we want to be married. We, We want that. We have that desire. But there's a lot of men that will play some games and say stuff to you and 
say like, oh, you know, it's meant to be or blah, 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 these different things. And that's not the case. So in the book, I go through my journey. I pick up, I go based on five Ishmaels and go through real things that have happened, real things that men have said to me that were, um, made me stop and think like, this is, this isn't right. This isn't the one for me and making really tough decisions. Like some of them are really great guys, but I had to make that choice of, am I going to just stay for the sake of a relationship or am I just going to put my faith, trust in God on my promise? and wait for my husband. So that's where Ishmael before Isaac comes about. And so, Speaking of things that men have said to you, that light my flame when you were, um, I don't want to give too much of the book away, but that, that hurt me. Right. And so I can only imagine what a 12 year old Sydney, you know, would have, how you would have taken that on. Um, so th- this book is just really good because like I said, it's just such an honest take on the journey and how important that journey is. Um, do you, still feel that way? Do you feel like that journey is still very important to get to where you are? Yeah, I think, um, so what you're talking about, the lighting by flames, so it was like a, a scenario that happened when I was, um, a young, like I was in middle school and a guy, he, that's how he like broke, <laughs> broke up with me at like 12. And I was like, what? Um, but I think it's really important. I think there's a lot of times, you know, I think oftentimes when we go through hard heartache, right, we want to kind of hide it and push it away and be like, I'm over it. But when do we really sit and think about it and ponder it and just kind of ruminate and be like, okay, this is what went on. And I think the more that you dig into that pain, the more that you don't just put like a bandaid on it, but allow your spirit to heal, you're able to move forward and be the person that you're called to be. So when the right person comes along, you can be all that husband, that wife that you're called to be. And so for me, I just felt like really sharing my journey is so important just to say, one, you're not alone. If you're having these failed relationships, you're not alone. If you get dumped by dudes or you get rejected, it's part of the process. But I have learned so much about myself and I realize I'm like, I realize what I'm going to stand for and what I'm not going to stand up for and what I'm going to let go of. And honestly, like I look, if I would have fell into these situations, um, I wouldn't be where I was. I probably would be miserable and I'd probably be divorced, (laughs) you know? And so I just think it's so important that to share our stories, to share our pain, to share what we go through, to learn from it so we can grow. And it really, honestly, it shaped me as a woman and just really built my faith in God and trusting in him. Cause I'm like, all right, God, like I'm trusting in you, Jesus, to send me a husband, you know? (laughs) I mean, this is hot. I'm I'm sitting here trying to like not have sex. I mean, I was 20, I was 29 when I got married, you know, so it was, I had to just, it's just about my, like a faith walk and trust, but I just hope women walk away knowing like, you're worth it. You're, you're, you're valuable. You're precious, especially in the eyes of God. And I just think a lot of women don't hold that and get into relationships, just thinking that man's going to be their end all be all. And I'm like, no girl, you got to be whole and healed (laughs) before you get into that relationship, especially when it comes to marriage, because it ain't easy. (laughs) Girl. So I mean, I have so many things to say um, about this book because, you know, we've talked about it. I think that as a woman, there are certain, like, like Jared said, like that flame one, I feel like it's so um, relatable and also has you do a lot of reflection. Like it's kind of like a guide to self-reflect on your relationships Mm -hmm. in addition to kind of like motivate you to wait for whatever whatever it is that you you desire, whatever you're manifesting or whatever God's promises for you in a in a life partner, you have to be patient enough to wait because you could easily settle mm-hmm. for something that's not what you're meant to set, to have. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people in this world have done that. Um, and I think this is like such a a beautiful way 
to kind of say all that in a way better way than I just said it. Oh, no, <laughs> you did agree. Now wait, now if it comes with a car in the house, do you still settle then or no? Depends on what you. But that's what, like, but my thing. Hey, JK. Depends on what you want. What's your promise? Well, you know what I think it is. Okay, so I'll give a little like, um, because even with the whole like the light the flame and just like you know never be it like um like never let some like I think there's sometimes it's like you have to realize the light that is within you. I think that is the biggest problem. And if that is damaged and you don't see your beauty, you don't see your value, you don't know your purpose, you will just get into bed. You'll get with anybody just to be like feel that complete and wholeness, and that's not what makes a marriage or a relationship. I like that one term, like, what is it? Jerry Maguire. Like he completes me. That is the biggest bunch of bull crap I've ever heard Amen. in my life. No Amen. man is supposed to complete you. No woman is supposed to complete. You're supposed to compliment you and uh, see the light that's within you to see what the purpose that's inside of you and want to honor that, you know? And so, um, I feel like if I'm getting away from your, your question, your statement here, but I think like, it's so, I, I, I think people don't take, don't take the time to realize the seriousness of marriage and being married now, I'm almost married for four years. I mean, I'm so glad I had the time that I learned these lessons and I knew who I am because if you, if you go in there completely broken and shattered, some, but some, it could be devastating. And that's my heart for like women, like, you know, like don't get into a relationship in a situation where somebody can literally like manipulate you and use you and put you into this box. I was in a relationship with this. He tried to control me and put me into a box of, I was supposed to be this, like these, and I'm like, that's not who I am. If I didn't know who I was, I would have fell for that trap just to be like, oh, I got a ring and I got married. Uh Uh-uh. That's it's it's time for us to like grow outside of that and be real about what marriage is. And I think when it comes to like anyone's listening and you're you're waiting for a spouse or waiting for that person, like make a list, you know. And I think and Jared to answer your question about the house and the car, that may all look good. I know people that they they fell for that. The relationship didn't go anywhere because I feel like it was like their bait. Like, oh look what all I got. But it, but really, what matters is what's in the heart and looking at like the heart of the person and if they really align with where you're called to be, you know, so. And it's, and it's really all about looking, I think you're hitting it. I don't, I don't think that we're are secure, enough, uh, secure enough in ourselves to look at ourselves and identify the fact that we are hurting and that we haven't healed. You know, I think we're all dealing with traumas from our past and you need to heal that before you can move forward to do anything. And I think that a lot of us are not either skilled enough or knowledgeable enough or self-aware enough to even do that. So the fact that you took the time out to do that before you, so you can get your blessings is amazing. And I think, you know, one thing I would just encourage one step that even further, I wish I did. I wish I went to counseling and mm-hmm. I don't think a, I had a mentor said, she's like, you know, you should really consider going to counseling. I was like, oh, okay. But I, looking back, I probably should have um, just in terms of just seeing with marriage. Cause I think it's, I feel like with our our parents' generation, people just got married, right? Like it was just what you did. And nobody really had these in-depth conversations about the relationships. It was like, oh, girl, you're just in it and move on and let it go. But it's like, Hmm. you really need to process and heal from some of that. Like, just like you were talking about the trauma, there's some serious trauma that's like, you know, when something falls apart, if you're, if you're with somebody for so many years, like I was in a relationship, we were talking about marriage on a consistent basis. We went to premarital counseling and ladies, I don't care, I don't care who you are. If somebody is, takes you to premarital counseling and does not propose to you run, that is so bad. Like, no, I, like I've been there. It, it was like the most destructive thing that I went through. 
<laughs> when you talk about the thing well. about um, was that the one that sent you? Sorry, I'm giving. Am I giving too much of the book? Away? When, he, when he sent you the thing about the signs to not marry someone yeah. or something like that, I was like, well, what the? What was the point? In, what was the point in this? <laughs> you just oh, it's kind of like, but like, can I just say, as your friend, I think you did a very beautiful job in keeping this your story and not like slandering anybody because I'm sitting here as your best friend like I got so much to say about all these people but especially that one but it's like no let's just elevate and talk about you you did such a beautiful job but it really still is like an honest take on that and I think you did a beautiful job just sharing the stories without you know Oh, thank you. And I'll be honest, I had to pray because like when I, I mean, I went through a lot, I mean, edit through edit, because I think the difference is, is I'm married. And so I'm Jake's wife. And yeah. I have to be aware of that, that I could say some stuff, you know, just thinking like, it's, it's not like I was Sydney Grant, right. And that's when I was single, but now I'm Sydney Goldman. I'm this man's wife <laughs> and being respectful of like, I can't put all these details in, you know, you know what I mean? Just out of respect for my husband. And he knows the stories. I mean, we, we were very open and talking about it, but to go back to that one Ishmael, um, yeah, he, who that he, we talked about marriage. We talked about, I moved in with my mom. Okay. I moved in with my mom while he moved back home and was saving up money and looking for jobs and believing my whole life. Right. I was about to like be down in Texas, have my whole life around this. We were going to have kids, be married. He told me, he even took me to the church. He's like, Oh, I can see a servant together here, all this stuff. Right. And then I read the text you're talking about. So he sent me a text about um, a conference he went to about how not to marry the wrong person. And we're still in a relationship. I'm like, this was, it was crazy, but it was really God time after time giving me red flags. Like um, I'm trying to give you a hint here, but because I was so stuck on, I really want to be married. I really want us to be together, to be together. I didn't step out when I was supposed to, you know, Um, I even like shared, I mean, about I got like I'm not kidding I had seven dreams in a row I remember it like and I was in a wedding and we were about to like things were about to happen and it never happened like I was in this ugly wedding dress we never made it on the aisle I mean this is before the relationship started there was all these red flags that God was speaking to me and I just wasn't listening because I think what even a lot of times happens is we have made marriage such a freaking idol in our culture it's ridiculous and it's sickening and we need to lay it down and so if you go into that and you're like like even I see people like posting, oh, the wedding and all that. Child, let me tell you, it gets real serious Ooh. after you say I do, okay? <laughs> and, that, and that's my question to, to yeah. both of you ladies. How how much of it do you think it is for women and some men that they're so concentrated on the day and not the whole union? Like, do you think that that's the issue that people are just concentrated on this day of yeah. festivity and not the... <laughs> I'm, I'm not married yet, but... Like talking to Sydney and other men, it's like even when I did the premarital counseling with um my fiance Josh and um my pastor said he's like please don't please don't waste all the money on a day he's like it's just a day you're not gonna remember half of it he's like do what you want to do he's like but that's just my advice he's like a lot of couples will will will, will not even invest in therapy or premarital counseling but spend you know a mortgage on a, on a wedding mm-hmm. that wasn't even meant to happen in the first place so you know me and Josh had made that, you know, that in city knows, but like the discussion is, I want the day to be about the covenant, about our relationship. I mean, it probably would have been a little bit bigger if it was not COVID, COVID, but still definitely not 
focusing on the day because you probably don't remember you that day is for other people that's what it's turned into it's turned into a party for all your friends and family to showcase like yeah we lit and weddings are fun but that is like the marriage is like that's has nothing to do with that yeah that's so good Shannon because like you know one thing um looking back you know I'll I'll be honest like we spent five thousand dollars on our wedding we didn't have 30 like the average is like 30 40 grand to spend I mean what the I'm like first of all where are people getting the money from you know I just I don't understand that to me it just doesn't make sense and so just looking back at that day honestly it's a lot of stress there's just a lot of things that go into it um the advice that somebody told me they're like Sydney just take a moment to take it all in and because it's like it everything just happens boom 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 um I just think there's so much put on like the, phot- the photographer, the dress, all of these external things, but nobody really talks about what what's really happening. And I'm just going to be real. Like, I remember a pastor said this, this is the realest thing I've ever heard because it's true. He's like, a wedding is a beautiful thing, but it's also a funeral service because it's two people making a commitment to say, I'm going to lay down my life for this person. You have to die to yourself. And so I think if you don't learn that process before you get married, you're, that's why a lot of people have issues. A lot of people have struggles. I mean, even I have family members that they were married for years, got divorced, got remarried, and they call me. They're like, Sydney, this is really hard. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just saying, like, marriage itself is, it's a really hard thing. It's a beautiful thing. It takes work. But I think it's so important that you go into it knowing who you are and your identity piece and just understanding that because I, I guess like nowadays when I see Pinterest, because I used to be that one had the Pinterest board of all these different things. I'm like disgusted by it. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, you post all that stuff. But I don't know if you've noticed how many pe- few pictures are posted after the wedding because it gets real after the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like usually stuff be popping off at the honeymoon. Okay. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just Wait, on the honeymoon. Yes. Yes. Because of, because well, it's so. And, 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 and caveat said, I think. If you haven't lived together, real stuff pops off on the honeymoon because then you're like, oh, you do this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's just, it's real. And and I I appreciate your honesty because as much as I will tell people I'm honest about motherhood, you are honest about marriage and it's great. And everyone needs a friend that's just going to be honest about whatever whatever they're giving advice on. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, and I thank you for that. Cause I just think, you know, for me, like and for Jake and I, both of us, you know, little side note is that both of our fam- like our parents went through, there's divorce in our family. So for us, it was really important to focus on the marriage because I, I know we saw, we saw the, what destruction, how things happen. And honestly, I'm not trying to be, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's real. Like the, the warfare, the attacks, the stuff that happens when two people come together in love in a covenant like marriage, it's just, it's no, it's no joke. And I think it's so important that you both are like stable of like who you are and just be, and even being reminded, like, I, I mean, Jake and I are very honest about this. So this is like, us just getting away from like Ishmael before Isaac. But I mean, there was times and Shannon knows this. I was like, I don't know if we gonna make it. You know what I mean? So I had to go back to that place of, okay, I know God called this man to be my husband. Cause that's what I had to stand on when he's pissing me off and we're not getting along and things are, you know, out of control. I just had to go back to that place. Like, this is what I, that he's who I waited for. This is who God gave me. And I'm going to stand on that. So that's, <laughs> no, that's, I appreciate everything you just said. And we appreciate your honesty. And if you refer back, first of all, I'm just going to caveat this. I'm going to break the news now. This is not your one and only book. This is just the first of many. So I feel like 
we're hearing parts of future books, but we're I'm yeah. just I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave that there. What are you what are you gonna wage it uh wage the success tongue tied? What are you gonna wage the success of this book as? Like what how do you what's literary success for you when it comes to this book? If it touched one woman's heart. That's to me, if it makes an impact, that's what it's about. It's not about for me. I'm not writing this because I'm trying to make money or do anything like that. Really, my heart is, is just to touch one woman's heart. And if one woman can say, like, um, that's my story, uh, then that's that's worth it to me. I'll share this really quickly. Actually, I was at a church. Service, and this is actually, I was with the one Ishmael, this church service. <laughs> and I got like this word, this pastor, he like looked at me. And I think I was in Southwestville. I don't know where in Philadelphia, but you know, you know how stuff be with the bars on the windows and stuff. It was on this church. And I never forget this pastor looked at me and he said, you're going to write a book. And when we say, that's my story. And that's my hope is that somebody can look at their, my story and say, that's my, you know, look at my story and say that, you know, that's their story and know that there is hope at the end of the tunnel. Like I know so many women that are discouraged right now. And so I just, my heart is, I don't want anyone to be discouraged. I want people to find hope. I hope they laugh. I hope, you know, when you read the book, I hope you laughed about, cause it, I mean, some of this stuff is really ridiculous that's happened, but to know that, you know what, God is good. And you know, if he did it for me, I know he's going to do it for you. And that's really, honestly, that's all I want. If, it, if one person, you know, to me, it's a success that you guys read it. Like that's, and if it, it made an impact, amen, <laughs> you know, that's and, it. Not- and I know that you're speaking for women, but me reading the book as a man is still, I it were some cues that things lit to me too, you know, just understanding mm-hmm. red flags. I think that was a, a, a key point in the book and understanding your discernment and understanding when to move forward and when not to. And I think that applies to both men and women, because I think there's moments where, you know, I find myself in a situation, I'm like, you saw this coming miles away what the what what is wrong with you Jared so you know so like that that it touched me too so you know it's mm-hmm. men and women you know I think we all are going through the struggle of of finding that person but it, it really starts with us and it starts from the inside yeah that's the, see that just makes my heart like you know because my husband's telling me one that like I was like I was like read him I was like hey babe what do you think about this you know? but, but did he read the book like how did he feel about it did he read the whole book or did you, you guys just have conversations about mm-hmm. it so he's known I've written about the book. And so I was actually reading out loud to him. Oh. <laughs> you know, like the different part. Because um, Jake, I mean, love, he's not like a reader, reader, you know, so I was, but I was letting him know, but he has honestly been so supportive of me. Like he would even, like, there'd be times he's like, did you write today? You know, like he really pushed me. And that's the one thing is like, um, just even going back to that, like if he lights his flame, like during our wedding ceremony, we had the unity candle where it's like two candles coming together as one. I feel like I'm getting emotional. Gosh, but it's like BFS, but um, just to be, <laughs> but just to be with somebody that like, he saw the light that was in me and he was like, I want her because I see the value that's in her to light his flame so we can make a bigger flame together. And so I'm just really, really thankful that Jake really makes space for me, really makes room for me to flourish and to grow and like respects who I am and like the callings on the gifts of my life. And that it's just so beautiful. To, like, I just, my heart is like, I feel like every woman should have a husband like that, that is just really supportive, really loving and caring. So yeah, like, but there were some parts, you know, there was some, I was like, I had to be mindful. I was like, well, I can't put this in here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just shout out, shout out to Jake for being a supportive husband because everyone needs a supportive spouse. Um, but I want to I want to take a turn because I know that me and you have personally had conversations about this, and I really want to touch upon this um, in the, in the podcast 
podcast episode because you work and have worked in a news kind of environment. And I know we've had personal conversations and I just want to get your standpoint on like what it, what the feeling you get, because you only talk about yourself working in the news environment and the reflection that you see uh, with black people, black women, black men um, in this kind of social climate of news and multiple news outlets. I know that's a very big question, but <laughs> how what's it been like for you personally? So I guess like um, when I worked for the local news station here in Pittsburgh, um, it was okay. So it was really interesting because I was working there when um, Trayvon Martin, all it just started happening, like like Fergus, everything. That's when I was there, when all these things are breaking out and really having to face it like head on. I remember um, going to, the, I'll never forget going to the National Association of Black Journalists Convention in New Orleans and seeing Trayvon Martin's mother there, you know, and one thing she said that hit me um, that always stuck with me. She's like, you know, for this, you guys are just writing these are headlines, but this is my life. Like, this is just a news feed, but this is my life. And just that really deeply affected me. Um, because I think a lot of times we get so caught up, you know, it's like, oh, we're watching this news and this and that, but these are really people's lives that we're talking about. Like this is, this is impacting, um, people. And so I think being, um, a person of color in the newsroom, it was, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. Like there was times it was really hard because you have to be objective. You have to do certain things, but there would be times when I just started saying, you know what, this isn't, this isn't right. Or like, I just felt like you had, I had to speak out about certain things, but I would, um, honestly say, and I'm being transparent, like, I, I mean, my, my, my current employer, I'll be telling, I'll be telling how it is. It was, it's been really, really, it tested my faith. Um, cause I work in an evangelical, um, Oh, am I back? You're back. Uh, <laughs> I work in like an evangelical, you know, Christian environment. And I didn't know what evangel, I didn't know what any of that stuff is. And so being, having to tackle those issues head on, having to talk about that was really, it was, it, it, it was tough, you know, and there was times I, especially when George, when George, for me, the biggest turning point was when George Floyd happened. And I remember there was this, I don't even know what, what the show was about. And I, and, you know, we saw the video and I was just, I remember in my heart, I was like, I cannot go on there acting like I'm okay and encouraging anybody else. And I told the producer, I was like, look, I'm not going to be fake today. I need to talk about this. I need, I have to, I said, as a person of color, I have to say something. And I'm just really grateful. They gave me the freedom. Like we, we talked about it and I, I cried. I was like, this is, you know, um, and so I think just being able to have those conversations, I'm just blessed to be in that environment where they do receive me. So in a sense, and sometimes I open my mouth and I make people uncomfortable and I don't, I don't, I don't care. You know, <laughs> just like, I hope someone from a job will watch it. But anyway, like, <laughs> I just feel like you just, it's, we're at a season and we're at a place in time where we cannot be silent. We cannot remain silent. It's important because people are waiting for us to lift up our voices. And what I'm finding, you know, they don't, they don't know. They want to know. I've had coworkers are like, tell me how you feel, you know, just having those conversations. So I think sometimes we have to be the catalyst to make those things and those changes happen. Once again, I'm so happy that you're here talking about this because I feel like you've always invoked that type of energy of just talking about what it is and what's happening. I don't think you ever shied away from those types of conversations and, and going to the public with what the hell was going on. So thank you for, for doing that and using your platform to have that conversation and not be fake because this wasn't, this was a year that us as Black people and people of color where we couldn't be fake and we can't 
you know, mm-hmm. the way things have gone, we can't even no longer do that. So thank you for doing that. And, and okay. once again, thank you just for being Sydney. Oh, <laughs> oh thank you guys. <laughs> we, no, no, you are absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I, I can't even, Jared said it all. So um, I'm proud of where your voice has gone and, and, and it's gonna go. I pr- I'm proud that you've used your voice in, in so many different platforms at this point and you've definitely elevated and grown and been more secure in speaking up and speaking out, um, which is really what Not Your Enemy is all about, just saying. <laughs> and, um, you know, I couldn't be more proud, especially because I, you know, again, best friend here. Like I know the personal conversations of when you were working in the news outlet and it was like, it was draining and it's a draining atmosphere um, when the news is like all the time, it's, you know, Black Lives Matter and this person died or, you know, it was a lot. And so I can appreciate now you're in a, in a, in a space where you are, are free and allowed, because I will say allowed or welcome to share your, your vantage point on that. Okay, so didn't think it was, this kind of flew by, but can you tell everybody where they can find you? Um, uh, and again, what the name of your book is and how they can get that. Sure, yeah. So I'm Sydney Goldman, S <laughs> Y D N I, Goldman, G O L D M A N. Um, I will admit, Shannon knows this. I am not the biggest person like on social media. I, I, I tried, I tried, but I fall. But you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and also give you my personal email address. So if you want to reach out to me, have any questions, I'd love to follow up with Sydney, S-Y-D-N-I dot Goldman at gmail.com. Um, and the book is called Ishmael Before Isaac, How I Spotted Counterfeits in Dating and the Waiting. Mm. Woo. Thank you again for coming on. We really, really appreciate you. Um, Jared, do you have any last words? No, this is a beautiful. I can't wait to have you back again. We definitely need you up yeah. here again. I think this is definitely, a, we need a relationship episode and Sydney needs yeah. to be up here. I would love to have you back. Oh, I love you, Jared, so much. It's so great to love see you. Love you more. Virtual hug. <laughs> I love you, Shannon. Thank you guys so much. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, this means the world. Um, just to give me an opportunity to share from my heart. And I just, I really appreciate the two of you and, the impact that you've made on my life. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, my, my spirit is like beaming. I've been waiting for this all day. I was like, let me put my outfit on. I was like, get it together. Make sure my, I had my bonnet on early. I can't go. <laughs> Your hair looks beautiful. Look oh, great. You. you look great. Oh, All right, guys, this is another episode of Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. It's your girl Shannon with the amazing Jared. And you can catch us on our new Instagram page, Not Your Enemy Brand, and our YouTube page, Not Your Enemy Brand. Until next time, see you guys. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at VisionaryCCB and Who is Tim K. Interested in purchasing apparel? visit visionaryccbstore.com. Until next time, step out, step in, and step up.